You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Nerdificent. I'm your host, Ify Wadi Wayne, sitting across from me, as always, is Danny Fernandez. Hey! What's up, Ify? Not much, you know, uh, reeling, you know, at this point, uh... You know, me and you have seen the events in Endgame. Chris, you haven't gotten to see it yet, right? But he will by the time this drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah. so it was great, I'm sure. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and we're not going to talk about yeah, it because yeah. Ify and I are doing a spoiler episode yeah, that yeah, you yeah. can we'll, listen to. Yeah, yeah, it'll come out later in this week. So to and get your hand off that pause button because I know you got afraid of spoilers and you <laughs> hit the pause. Or you might have seen it by now and you're like, give it to me. Well, wait till Thursday. Oh, Ify, can I say something real quickly before? Of course. Yeah, so um, you and I had this private conversation, which I'm making public now but um so some of the because press normally gets to see it if you're if you're wondering why i don't know i think everyone kind of assumed that but sometimes randomly still i'll get people like how did you get to see it early press and industry normally get to see it um get to see it early and um some of our colleagues were tweeting jokes from the film yeah just to i think flex that they got to see it and i don't understand that and i also think their credentials should be taken away and they should be allowed to go <laughs> but it's so it's such a weird gross flex like everyone knows you got to see it like don't write jokes or talk. like it's just weird i don't like it it made me feel weird yeah I, I i always think it's such a especially you know having seen it there's so much stuff i want people to be surprised by i wouldn't even begin to imagine doing some insider jokes and all that because we know it's going to happen we know there's the the that we're in that age of the internet where once everybody has seen it we're going to go crazy with the memes just like we did with uh infinity war it's going to be fun everyone's going to have a good time so why are you thinking you're going to get around to it first or you in risk ruining it i don't like, know i don't I, I don't see it but you know some people 
just got to ruin things. That's why we can't have nice things. We are not alone today. We yeah. are joined by a good friend of ours. He is a host. You've seen him on BuzzFeed, also NBC, also Nerdist recently. That is our friend Chris Lamb. Hey. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. 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 Hey, thanks for coming on. Yeah. No, I, I used to see Chris quite a bit when I was working at BuzzFeed. <laughs> they had his video in heavy rotation. So I would. I, I remember I took a picture once. I was like, hey, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> so It's my claim to fame. It's the yeah. lobby. Yeah, yeah. Of you BuzzFeed. Know, look, the lobby and millions of computer screens. Don't sell yourself short. You know, uh, how you been? How's that? What What are you geeking about? The, geeking out about this week? Well, um, I'm geeking about the um, articles that's been circulating. The fact that Marvel is looking for a gay slash bi slash queer Asian guy for the Eternals. Um, I'm just really happy about it. Um, are a lot you of- trying to audition? I heard from... So, funny story about that. Um, on Facebook, like, you know, I run plenty of circles, including Gaijin ones, and several people do know that I'm in entertainment and several people did tag me. But the thing is that people just tag me without reading the article because the article actually doesn't have any points of contact. You know, it. of course mm-hmm. it wouldn't, right? It's Marvel. Right, right, right. Yeah. And... But a lot of, everybody's like, oh, my God, you should audition for this. I'm like, there, it doesn't say anything on the article. Just saying that, you know, people are being auditioned for it. Um, and I heard from the grapevine that they already cast it. Okay, yeah. I, I think. think I did, too. But I feel like, Chris, this is just um, – I feel like you have enough sway. Like, it, if you tweeted at Marvel and be like, hey, I'd love to be considered, I feel you could get your followers behind you. Yeah, yeah. And they would be like, you know, because it's, it's not just – you're not just – asking for you know you you're not asking for the role you're asking to just be have the opportunity to audition and plus because you are an entertainer you're not just like a random person off the street right yeah <laughs> i was toying with the idea i'll, I'll do it in the future <laughs> though like even if they have cast it hopefully that's not the only one you yeah. know in the superhero franchises yeah. so yeah it's exciting that 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 they're doing that for yeah I, i'm just super excited because um uh this is going to be like you know the first gay Asian representation, I guess, on Marvel movies, which is really cool. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely something that I've been asking for for a while just because I get kind of tired of listening to straight Asian men talk about how difficult their lives are, especially when they're hot. They're like, oh, people don't think that we're sexy. And I'm like, yeah. And meanwhile, like all of the <laughs> LGBT and, and women in the room are like, yeah, mm-hmm. tell us how hard it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I I uh, wanted them, and I think that they probably eventually will have America Chavez, who's a queer um, Latinx character. But I do believe that we're getting one over at DC, which I can't quite talk about yet because I think it might spoil some stuff. But I think that there might be one over there as well. Oh, right, right, right. I think I remember totally hearing about this too. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm glad that they're embracing that. I would say that sometimes their fan base doesn't always appreciate or mm-hmm. want that. And so I'm glad that they're like, well, we're doing it anyways. Yeah. I'm, as they should. I, I'm just more concerned about actually, uh, about all of the straight Asian men that are complaining about this because I've actually seen, I actually shared this on my Facebook. I'm not sure. I if, saw if that. You saw, yeah. Like yeah. both men and women alike were like, Oh, like, does it really have to be a gay Asian guy? Because, like, this is going to, like, ruin this, feed into the stereotype that Asian people are effeminate. And and I'm like, so you're using a white mindset that has been used to, like, keep us out of Hollywood to tell me, people like me, that 
I'm ruining things for the community. Yeah, you exist. Like, like you exist and in, in you deserve to have a superhero. It's such a weird mentality to be like, um, we don't want to see this. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's the same way that I think a, a lot of move, movements are where, where it's like, they want... There's no, there's not a lot of intersectionality, and yes, you know, there, there, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, it's, it's the same way, you know, like in in the, uh, in the women's movement where like it was it was white women being like, okay, black women, like let's, we'll we'll handle it. Mm-hmm. You 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 guys be quiet. Yeah, I just I feel like a lot of times queer people and women of color are left out of the conversation, like as far as yeah, what you were saying, intersectionality, and so. And also, like, here on this podcast, I feel like we try to just remind people that it's not the same for all of us. Like you were saying, there hasn't ever been a queer Asian character that we've seen on uh, in superhero form on the big screen that I can think of. I, I can't know. think. I can't think of one. Um, yeah. I feel you. I think you should still audition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to make it happen. I'll tweet them. I'll tweet them. Ify, what are you geeking about this week? I mean... <laughs> You know, you know what it is. It's 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 in game. No, you can't talk about that. <laughs> on I know. Here. I, I know we can't talk about, it, but that's uh, this is just going to be me plugging the bonus episode we're dropping this week. <laughs> there you I mean, go. That's because that's all all my energy can take. I, I'm trying to think of anything else exciting has happened. I mean, you know, getting getting ready for you know. Borderlands 3, E3's coming around the yeah. corner. I got my badge. But all that's on the brain is the end game. End okay. game on the brain. If he is hardcore plugging our end game episode, uh, that will come out shortly. My thing, I guess, that I'm geeking out about is I produced a piece called The Impact of Black Panther for Nerdist. That was this past summer. Yeah, this past summer. It was like in May. Um, if he is in it, we um, interviewed several uh black filmmakers and actors and writers and it actually won an emmy and that's really cool because a bunch of my friends were in it it was directed by princess films who's an awesome director now i believe she's in the disney program um i'm think that they might have also seen this because it was so great i it was just this great piece talking about the influence of it we had um if he was in it um joel monique who has been on here was on it uh who else Michael Jai White, whose spawn was on it. Uh, he had his whole family and his girls. He has two young girls, and they were talking about. He was talking about how he can, you know, kind of pass on this fandom to fandom to them. Um, so many people were in it, and it was just awesome. And it's it's great that we won a Webby. Anyways, that's what I'm. I've never been to the Webbies before. Uh, yeah. Jenny Slate is hosting. hosting. Oh, dope. Mm-hmm. Dope, dope, dope. I, yeah, I, I have an. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. Today we're covering, today we brought on Chris <laughs> because he is such a huge fan of My Hero Academia or Boku no Hero. And um, I mean, literally, like, I think you're the person I think of as like the, but you and our friend Cheyenne, yes. I think are like the biggest My Hero fans. But this is something that Ify and I have also latched onto as well. It's such a great anime. It's yeah. so good. What, when did you first, I mean, did you start watching it right when it came out? No, so uh, I started watching it, um, I think, around season, the middle of season two, I think, while season two was running, just because I think I usually never watch an anime when it first comes out, unless it's like Sailor Moon Crystal or, or Cardcaptor Sakura, uh-huh. uh, because I'm like, oh, is it going to be any good? Like, if it's, I don't want to latch on to something if it's going <laughs> to, if it might get canceled or something, or if it's not good. 
Um, what about the anime that has like one season and then you're like, what happened? I know. Why, what is going on? I mean, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes yeah. at the animation studios. That's what I hear. Like even with um, some of the bigger series, like they'll have animators cycling out like a lot and it's just – that's sometimes what happens over there. Right, I just exactly. Love when it tells the story and it's done, like Tenga Top and Goran Lagan, they got their two seasons. They're like, "This is the story we're telling." Peace and like, cool. I don't have to follow for the rest of my oh life, my like God. Inuyasha or One, One Piece, Piece, which has been running since oh 1996. God. That's how long One Piece has been. That is, it's still wild to me. Like, I went to Japan recently, and like, they still had like you know, a One Piece children's area, like in Tokyo yeah, yeah. Tower. Like, it it was wild. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so you hopped on. So did you watch season, did you start with season one or did you say that you went into season two? So so it was while season two was running, but one of my friends who is also a super fan that I actually uh, met in San Diego, we, we were hanging out. It, it was a it was a Tinder date that didn't okay. <laughs> lead anywhere. Okay. <laughs> um, but what did come out of it was he made me sit down and watch the first three episodes of Boku no Hero. Love it. Um, and um, I think it was just because it was like still a date and stuff. And so I was still like, kind of like not completely there. Watching of course it. not. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, so, so <laughs> there were like maybe a few weeks where I was like, I didn't really feel the need to continue watching it, but I finally found time to sit down and watch the rest of it. And yeah, I can definitely say that it's probably one of the best shown in anime, like to come out. Very on brand for me, if he is, I had um, a writer that you know that I was kind of seeing, and the first time he came over, I had the Twilight Zone on. Um, (laughs) He kind of made a joke about like, oh, we should watch DBZ. I'm like, there's absolutely no way that I'm going to hook up with you watching DBZ. Like, that's just too much (laughs) Testosterone. No, I'm like, that's just too on brand. Like, I couldn't (laughs) handle it. It's, I can't do that. That would make me feel sad. <laughs> it would be the opposite. Right. But now I just introduce men to like old episodes of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> um, okay, so so My Hero Academia uh, yes. actually first came out. It began as a serialized uh, manga and weekly shonen jump that started in July 2014. Now, I seem to be very attracted. Like all of my favorite anime is shonen. Do you feel that way or like why do you think sometimes I feel like it gets a bad rap why do you feel that way well because it's like kid it's seen as like little kid no I don't no I don't think that at all because because you know previous shonen anime that have come before it like Bleach and Naruto I I don't feel like they were kid shows at all like you know we should preface so people that don't know shonen Mm -hmm. is um essentially like for young boys right shonen just means boy yeah yeah so so like DBZ, One Piece, My Hero Academia, like yeah, those yeah. are all Naruto, shows. Bleach, One Piece. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I I definitely don't feel like they're kids necessarily because like they're they're pretty bloody. Um, totally. Uh, and and also you know there's definitely like some body horror that Japan loves doing. Um, <laughs> I feel like actually the reason why everybody's latching onto Boku no Hero, especially people like me who like kind of was disillusioned by Naruto and, and Bleach to a degree. Um, I, I actually watched like a few YouTube videos um, in preparation for this talking about like how the anime's kind of declined in popularity. Um, I think it, Boku no Hero addresses the issue of the power creep. Um, mm. it, it, it addresses the, 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 the typical shonen formula of like, okay, so we have this super, you know, determined, but kind of like off, you know, like off the beaten path dude, um, and he's able to like use his macho-ness to be able to like, you know, to kill the first thing and then the more powerful thing comes and then it's stronger than him. And then he trains for like, you know, 
two days because he's, you know, he has a lot of potential. Uh, you know, he trains in two days what normally people have to train for 100 years. And then uh, then he wins. And then more powerful person comes. He gets even more power. The main character gets even more powerful. More powerful guy comes in. Main character has another training montage. He gets more powerful. He wins. And then it just goes on until it loses popularity. That's kind of how I feel the formula is. And Boku no Hero beautifully addresses that because our main character, well, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but our main character, like, it's very clear that the power he attains is way too strong for his own body. And so, like, it's kind of this internal, not internal, but, like, it's, it's there's a very clear path of progression in a way of where, like, he's harnessing the power that he can right now and he's doing his best to, like, not destroy his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's just hop right into Deku, um, the main character, which is, I mean, him and All Might have such a beautiful relationship, but how would you describe Izuku? I would try, I would describe Izuku as, he's kind of like this new form of an everyman that I think is just a little bit more relatable, and also, thankfully, you know, he's not a meat sack like a harem anime is. Um, What's wrong with meat sacks? <laughs> <laughs> um that's true. Meat sacks can be useful sometimes, you know, like, yeah. Uh, but, but he's like, so he's high school age. Right. Mm-hmm. So so he's high school age and, and like he's, I, I really like his character because he's basically like a comic book nerd in a world where comic, where superheroes from those comic books are actually real. You know, he's he's basically like an All Might otaku. Like, you know, he has a notebook that where like he, he references all the time, uh, like of every like major superhero that's, that's like working right now. Um, and, you know, he has like, every All Might action figure in his room. You know, he watches, like, YouTube videos of All Might all the time. And he's also, like, yeah, he's just super nerdy. Like, he mumbles to himself. He gets really nervous around girls, which is, I'm sure, is very relatable for a lot of young men. <laughs> uh, and um, he... I think what I find compelling about his journey is the fact that he slowly realizes that, oh, like, this power is for me to shape and for me to decide how to use. And I'm sl- like it, uh, I'm learning from what all might teaches me, but I'm forming my own identity as opposed to, you know, before where I just wanted to be him. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, he kind of reminds me not to compare him to our co- comics, but Peter Parker a lot yeah. because Peter Parker, idol like he has comics, he idolizes superheroes and then he gets to be a superhero so, and, you know, yeah, I feel like they're definitely similar. Yeah, it's it's so funny that you mentioned that because um, the, the creator of the of the manga, he actually uh, cited in 2018's Comic-Con that uh, Spider-Man is his favorite superhero. Yeah, so that must have influenced it. Totally. Well, just to give people who, uh, who kind of have no clue about My Hero uh, Academia or Boku no Hero, uh, which is another one of those anime things where people argue about the way you pronounce the title. <laughs> it's like, you don't say the you accent, could do either. Hunter X Hunter, and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, My Hero Academia is about a world where superheroes are common, and so common that they have schools for them. And everyone is born with a quirk. Some quirks are better than others. And in this story, what makes it unique is uh, Midoriya, uh, or Zuku, uh, he, he is born without a quirk, which makes him the oddball out. In a world of, of, of countless superpowers, he has none. 
And like you were saying, he's this huge otaku. He wants to be one more than anything. So his world is kind of crushed when he figures out that he won't be a superhero. And he's like, it starts right before everyone kind of transfers to the superhero school. And he has no powers. He has a bully who has fists that blow up. And he and he's kind of teased for it. But he is... He's in it, I think, to once again go back to comics, he's kind of like Steve Rogers in the sense of Mm. like, well, where Hector was saying last episode, that big moment of him jumping in the bomb, there's a big bad guy situation where Izuku, Izuku, or Deku, as we'll know him as, uh, runs towards the, the, and gets his butt kicked eventually, but it catches the eye of All Might who then uh, reveals that his quirk or superpower is the ability to pass on his quirk and it changes everything. And that Which made I admit, me cry. It's a, yes, that made me cry too. I will admit though, it was it is a little bit convenient. Yeah. I, I admit that. <laughs> um, but, but most things in superhero yeah. world are. Right. And, and, and also like, I do think that they do a good job like mixing it into the world where like, yeah, like they're, they're actually used to exist this power where like you could give people yeah. a quirk. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it would it, I think one of the things, and that's why I kind of gravitate towards a shonen uh, anime a lot, is because it's the same thing that kind of has started my love, which was DBZ, right? Which is the idea. I feel like you don't get that as much in American media. You do. I think the pro, the power creep is commonplace and never addressed in the sense of right. like you're strong, and then if you get beat up by an enemy, you just have to think about somebody you love, and then you get stronger. Right. Like but, I remember in Bleach, like I remember rolling my as literally at the storyline where it's like the last season they've said to the character if you do this if you unleash this power you will never be able to do anything ever again like you will not be able to see ghosts like you will have no powers but then like the next season is like oh if you just shoot like a few millimeters away from your heart and it doesn't kill you, then like it'll reawaken your powers. I'm like, but you just, anyway, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's the same thing of like, you know, uh blade who gets like beat up and then he gets thrown into the pool of blood and now he's back. And <laughs> right, ready, right. right. Like there's that, whereas like a lot of shonen anime, it's like, no, you train, you work hard, you get stronger. And I think that's what I liked about uh my hero that really kind of, clutched enemy was this idea of like oh everyone said this was impossible and for all intensive purposes it is but with the right opportunity and the gumption you're able to make your dreams come true and i was like that is the type of info i do want instilled in kids where it's like opportunity changes everything and if you come ready for it you can make anything happen and oh yeah it's um just like that scene in la la land where she just so happens to be a casting director there (laughs) in in her little sketch show just so happened to be there to change her life (laughs) i love la la land but i can see where why a lot of people were very annoyed by it because if you're in this soul-crushing industry look at this move where someone just you just at the right place. She at went the to right the little time. play right, that very, nobody would know yeah, about. Very, just so happens this huge person. It's very old Hollywood, but like it. I know, but 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 it it does carry into it does kind of carry into Bogano here. We're like all Mike's literally like, I like your chutzpah, kid. Yeah, truly. Um, it reminds me of that's funk. Reminds that's me funk. a little bit of Sky High. You remember that? <laughs> oh film? My I mean, gosh, totally of does. I mean, yeah. Um, which was a, a school of teenage superheroes. Um, so I've made that comparison. That's probably the only thing it has in common. But um, yeah, so let's talk about All Might because we've said his name quite a bit. Yes. Uh, so what should people know about All Might? So I think All Might is basically like the Superman of this world. 
Um, you know, he's like the classic superhero. Like he, like even his color palette is like very American. Like he, he actually has the same color palette as Miss, as Miss Marvel, as Captain Marvel. I would say, yeah, um, black, red, and yellow. And it's extremely clear that the creator made this character, kind of acknowledging like this this American industry of Western um, superheroes because he has moves called like you know that Detroit are named right smash. Detroit yeah, Smash in yeah, Texas, right and. And like also like all my breaks into English sometimes, which I think is so funny. Um, He's so American. Like, okay, so if we can, if you can envision if Captain America like got injected with steroids and was just a right. little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah, it is hilarious to me because I thought it was kind of poking fun. Not poking fun, but I think it's it is a, a little, little poking fun at our superheroes. Yeah. And they dressed it in like American colors. And it's like the, yeah, the stereotypical, not stereotypical, but yeah, stereotypical big puff blonde superhero. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. like I, I would love for him to have, like, more moves named after American shit, like, Hickory Smoke Kick! <laughs> like, just something like that. That'd be really funny. But, uh, so, basically, yeah, All Might, he's, like, you know, the superhero. Like, he's he's ranked, apparently there's a ranking system in this world, and he's ranked number one, easily ranked number one, uh, by far. And, um, yeah, he, so, yeah, he, he meets Deku, he saves him from the situation, uh, and... As he saves him, Deku like latches onto him and is like, "Can someone with no quirk be a hero?" And he's like, "Uh, I don't, I don't know about that." And then, but but the thing is that because he wasn't expecting for Deku to like talk to him, uh, he ends up like poofing back into his actual form, uh, and his actual form is like this really real lanky, real sticky guy. He has like super angular angular features, like super <laughs> yeah. emaciated looking, um, and. All my space, skinny as right, right, and all my basically like, oh crap, you know my secret. Please don't tell anybody. Um, and he he shows him like this really horrible scar that he has like on his abdomen. Uh, he's basically saying like, yeah, I I sustained this this injury, and you know I'm I like it really weakened me. You know I had to do a lot of surgery. I had to like you know it permanently damaged me, and so now I can only hold like my muscle form (laughs) for three hours, and. Nobody except like his close confidants, like you know, in the hero world and the in the police force, know about this secret. I did want to go over all my because we talked about Detroit Smash, but he has so the Texas one you were talking about was Texas Smash, Missouri Smash, Carolina okay, so Smash, all Smash. <laughs> New Hampshire Smash. I'm surprised that like as much as we watch this, we haven't like picked up. Uh, like I mean, I paid attention the Detroit Smash one, and the other one I know is the United States of Smash. Um, right. and Oklahoma smash. So it really is a commentary on our uh, on our country, which is it's just <laughs> it, and pay, probably paying homage in like in some way, yeah, to iconic like Marvel DC superheroes. Right. Um. So his his power one for all. Can you explain to people what that quirk is? Yeah. So he explains his power one for all is basically as this power that can be passed down from generation to generation by some by like you know a chosen, um. By like a chosen disciple, I guess, of the current holder of the power one for all. And it basically just grants, you know, like super strength, like an, an amazing type of super strength, probably, you know, even better super strength than Mr. Incredible, I would say. By far. Yeah, I think he could easily be- defeat Mr. Incredible. And yeah, like you could like level buildings with that power. Like, you know, it gives you super speed. Like it just really it just like it's power that can that just courses through you, basically. It's all like very physical attacks, though. So like, it, it's it's not like you can shoot the energy out of your eyes or anything like that. And it can be passed down by, with the consent of the holder of the power, and by ingesting 
that person, the whole current holder's DNA, basically. That sounds suspicious. Can you just <laughs> oh. <laughs> elaborate on that? I didn't think for I, people. <laughs> what are you talking about, Danny? Um, I would say so. Uh, basically, All Might is All Might says to Deku, like, all right, like if you can do this certain task of like cleaning up this beach, very environmentally friendly. Um, if you can help us help me clean up this beach with your own strength, I'll let you eat my hair. Gotcha. I'll, I'll, go. I'll let you yeah, eat yeah, a yeah. strand of my hair. Mm-hmm. So that's how it's passed on to him. Right. Yeah. The the thing is that I don't I don't know I mm, I'm gonna not say anything because I think Great. That might be spoilers. You know we're going to take a quick break and then we're gonna jump back into My Hair Academia right after this. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. And we're back. So, Chris, there there's a lot of characters in this series. There is a lot. Because there's a lot of bad guys and good guys. Um, and so... Typical shonen. Yeah, yeah. So, and of course, like, all of his classmates. Who are some of your favorites? We'll just say some of the big characters and what their quirks are. Sure. So, let's see. I would say that the first hero that I would say that comes to mind would be Momo. I really like her power because she has the power of creation. And it's not you know, an, an OP thing. She she uses lipids in her bodies to, like, form whatever type of material she wants. And so it's not, like, immediately combat heavy, but it's, like, it requires a lot of intellect and it can also, it just offers a lot of utility outside of combat. So she can make, like, anything she wants as long as she knows, like, what the molecular, like, uh, shape it is. So what I like about her is she's very kind. She has, like, and she struggles with like an inferiority complex in the beginning, which and which I really relate to. And she gets over the inferiority complex on two or three, I think. So 
what I like about her also is the fact that she has, like, a book instead of, like, you know, a typical weapon. She has a book. So, like, if there's something that she doesn't know how to make, she just pulls out the book and it's like, okay, like, I need to look up how do you make, like, you know, heat-resistant blanket. I need mm-hmm. to look at how you make a subwoofer. Like, um, she can make anything that she wants as long as it's not a person. <laughs> She'd kill you with knowledge. Yeah. Um, I like her. I mean, I think this is very common for everyone to say, but I also like Bakugo. It was very difficult for me to latch on to him. As, uh, it wasn't as easy for me as other people to latch on to him. But especially after season, the end of season three, I really understood his character more and I really relate to him. Uh, and I also think, I also interpret his character as like this representation of like toxic masculinity actually. Because mm-hmm. he's, yeah. he's so aggro all the time. And his power is, sorry. I was, no, I was going to say to me, he's like an anti-hero. Totally. Yeah. Um, but like on the hero team, but as they typically are, but right. yeah. Like he, he kind of represents like the typical macho shonen guy, like cranked up to like 20 on a scale of 110. Um, and his powers are basically like he can, I think it's something about like he can use the sweat on, like he can, he, he has like this explosive sweat gland and he can detonate it whenever he wants. Yeah. Terrifying. Don't sweat. Hey, that's why me <laughs> that I have a thyroid disorder. I don't sweat very well. <laughs> Can you imagine having that quirk and having a thyroid disorder? Um, uh, also, I would say um, I really like Tsuchan, I believe. That's her name. That's that's like her. I'm saying Chan because that's how everybody refers to her now. But oh, uh, Tsuyu Asui. She is just a really cute frog girl. It's like she just, she just has a lot of characters. So cute. Yeah. And she's like super level headed, really, really smart. Um, and yeah, she's just a really good person and she, she's super capable. Yeah. Ify, what about you? What are some of the characters that you. Like that I vibe with? Yeah. Definitely. I definitely love Deku, but also I love Bakugo as well because it's just, once again, like you were saying, you have that Naruto Sasuke kind of rivalry. And when you, and it's, you just see it from the beginning when Bakugo is so mean to him, but he's just like, "Mm." Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> you know, and and like I I remember like I think I tweeted it when I first started watching my hero it was like I just need Deku to just just wipe the floor with this loser <laughs> guy, and they're like, well, <laughs> just uh, keep watching. And I was like, oh, they're gonna make them friends, aren't they? Uh, just like they do, you know? Right. And um, I like I remember thinking about their relationship, and I really think that a lot of Baku goes confidence is actually based on demeaning Deku. Yeah. And so I definitely was fascinated with this struggle that it was very, very subtle, which I actually really appreciate for a shonen anime where you could see him becoming more and more insecure because he, because he realizes that he might not be able to bully him anymore. Yeah. Because I think it's this very typical man thing. I'm sure where it's like, Oh, well, as long as I can, I know that I'm better than this person. I can be confident in myself. Oh, yeah. Like, no matter how bad I get, I know that I'm better than him. Mm-hmm. Um, can you describe to people Mineta? I think I said that in a very Spanish way. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, like, Mineta. oh, when, when did they get this Latinx character <laughs> in the show? Um, oh, my God. The oh grape boy. <laughs> he is... Mineta. <laughs> yes. He is male anime trash. Um, yeah, he's like... Why this... would you say such a thing? <laughs> Because he wants to molest girls like all the oh, time. Oh yeah, he's like the master Roshi. <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm sorry, Danny. Do you, do you like him as a character? Is I that mean, why? I like. I guess I just like his cosplay. Like whenever oh, I see sure, people sure, sure. cosplaying, 
um, because he just looks like a bunch of grapes. He looks like a fruit of the loom. Right, right. Um, And his super moves are like grape rush and um, grape buckler, which doesn't sound good. Um, (laughs) Totally. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, if you could explain this person. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like this super short stubby dude. He has like these balls that come out of his head. Um, and they're like super, super adhesive. Um, there is a limit to his power, though. That's another thing that I like about the anime is that everybody has a limit to their power. The balls always grow back, but if he throws too many, like he starts bleeding <laughs> from the head. Um, but yeah, they're super adhesive. They're really good for like, you know, capturing people and stuff, or like, you know, yeah, just incapacitating somebody. And um he really, really is pervy. He's super pervy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Danny just likes the grape guy. Like his entire goal is just see women naked all the time. I've, I've, that's that's the other thing that always comes with Shonen. There's always the super true. horny character. It's like we gotta gotta get a horny yeah. guy. Gotta gotta look at the hot springs. I know that's why I like Tenchi Muyo because they like flipped it on its head. Where it's like, oh no, it's these women who are horny for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. <laughs> I love Tenchi Muyo so much, but I'm afraid if I went back and looked at it, I'd be like, "Oh no!" <laughs> just, 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 just keep it in the mims. Don't, there we don't. go. I haven't, I haven't gone back and looked at it. Um, Todoroki. Todoroki. Oh my god. Okay, so Todoroki. I mean, he's basically Zuko. I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> uh, he does have one side of his face burned, and it is also because of his father. <laughs> um. And uh, he he's really cool. Is he Luke Skywalker? No. Um, <laughs> honestly, who knows? Might be. Might be influenced. Right. Um, so Todoroki, he has powers over both ice and fire. And both, like, one side is ice, one side is fire. And it's because his parents are, you know, one has fire and the other has ice. And I found his story so fascinating. And I really liked it because... In this world where, you know, there are quirks and they can be passed down to your children, it makes total sense, right? There would be, like, this dark undertone to, like, especially rich, privileged families would, like, set up, like, two powerful people to marry each other. So that way they create a powerful kid with combined powers, you know? You know, very feudalistic. Um, and uh, and he has, like, this horrible relationship with his father. Like, I think his father's, like, his father's abusive. I think I can just say that, right? He has a pretty abusive father, he abused in the past tense. He abused his mom. And uh, he's like, you know, the cool, hot character uh, in the bunch, I guess. Yeah. I think that it's really fascinating that they allow that conversation to happen for, you know, a quote unquote, like, kids show. Mm-hmm. Even though, obviously, we don't consider it. But I think a lot of anime here, mm. like, when it was shown on Toonami and stuff, that parents normally would consider it kids that they're having that conversation. Uh, because that is a real life thing that happens for a lot of kids like maybe totally. not there in their nuclear family but in you know maybe their friends they have friends that have divorced parents or their parents have been you know have dealt with abuse in the home or dealt with you know so it's interesting that they're allowing that conversation same with you know the stuff that Deku has gone through I feel like it was that first episode where he's like bawling in front of his computer screen and his mom right. is there and he's just like I'm sorry that I can't be Oh, that was heartbreaking. But it's just like, wow, this is so... Because I do feel like... I remember... Well, now, but even when I was younger, like, it's just you... You blame yourself for your shortcomings, you know? And so... And I feel like it's such a tricky time. Like, middle school... Middle school was ass. I don't know if I'm going to get blamed. No, it was 
Middle school is such a weird, like now that he's, I mean, now they're in high school, but like middle school is such a, I think in that scene he was in middle, he was younger. He was like elementary school, middle school or whatever. But mm-hmm. like middle school to me is so such a fascinating time that I feel like more media should focus on because mm-hmm. you're not a kid, like you're not quite a kid anymore. You're not in elementary school, but you're not quite a teen yet. And you're like in this this awful, totally. awful time where you're struggling with your identity. And so in high school, it's really fascinating to me that they have that with Deku where he's struggling with his identity of wanting to be a superhero. And then once he gets his powers, like still struggling with that, but also struggling with what it means to be. Maybe that's why I like Shonen. So much of Shonen that takes place in high school is they're not only struggling with their powers and that identity of where they fit in the world and their right. purpose and and like not using their power selfishly but also using it to help the world but they're struggling for where they are as people you right know? yeah like i i definitely feel like this show specifically is always asking the question like what does it actually mean to be a hero yeah like it's, especially you know in an age where like it's kind of been commodified you know like there's an entire industry around being a hero right yeah, they have, like, battles and everyone watches, and it's just, like, yeah, it's kind of, it's almost, it feels, like, Hunger Ga- Hunger Games-y, like, to me, but, um, yeah, I like that conversation that, they, that they're that they having of um, once it is marketed and, and branded, what does it mean to be a superhero? Like, what what are you actually doing with your powers to help the world? Yeah, and, and because of that, um, I actually kind of think that the show is almost kind of in conversation with One Punch Man in a way. Mm -hmm. Because One Punch Man is also kind of a response to past Shonen as well. Yeah. I love that One Punch Man makes fun of the trope, (laughs) totally. Um, It's like such a comedic take. uh, If We'll have to do an episode on that as well. But yeah, it also looks at like how commodified superheroism can be. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I just... Yeah, that's one thing I really do like about One Punch Man is because not only does it make fun of anime, but it also just makes fun of the concept of superheroes and what that is like. And and it it is so funny that they came out so close together mm, because mm-hmm. they they share a lot of similar themes, like the ranking of superheroes mm-hmm. and what that means and the effects of those type of things. Right, and also also like in a world where superheroes are common, like of course they're going to be like douchey superheroes. That like yeah, I'm yeah, you know, I'm awesome. Oh yeah. And, and and it's funny because, you know, I see Deku in One Punch Man, but not as a central character, but as Kamen Rider. Like, that is Deku. He is the... And mm. if, you, if you don't watch uh, One Punch Man, there's a character who is like... he. I think he's like C-Class trying to make it to B. Yeah, he's C-Class. But he has, uh, he has like no... He has no powers. He just rides a, a bike. bike. <laughs> and, but, like, he just wants to be a hero. And, like, that's, that was a scene that got me was there's an episode where, like, there... They have to have this last stand against this like gigantic sea king, and it's like Kamu Rider, and he's like won't go down and like stuff like that. Like the, just the concept, because I think it's just so prevalent and important nowadays of just not backing down and not giving up. So whenever you see that anime, it does such a good job of just showing that of just like what it really looks like to stand up in the face of everything being against you and going at it. And he was able to hold him off until Saitama got there, and I, I it. It really was a beautiful moment. And yeah, we'll talk about that more on that episode. But like, <laughs> yeah. one thing I liked about that is their color schemes are the same. They have the same attitude towards it. So, you know, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but Kamen Rider and Deku are very similar. Right. And that's like such a cool thing. 
Uh, we have to take another quick break. We'll jump back into some more of our favorite characters and some of our favorite quotes from Boku no Hero. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. And we're back. So we're still... Uh gonna go over some more of these characters because there's a huge roster so not gonna um tackle every single character right. ever that's a lot but who are some more of your favorite ones that you've seen the fandom really latch on to hmm other people that the fandom latch on to well there's definitely uh Uraraka, who is uh who is known for her zero gravity powers there is ida who is like the class representative he's like the super stuck up one uh but he's also like super earnest which i like he has engines on his calves <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so it's such yeah. I love like however um who is the creator again for Boku no Hero? The creator's name is Kohei Hirokoshi. Yeah, so he's worked on a couple of other shonen but um said that he was like heavily influenced um by um Naruto like you were saying and a couple of other in Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it's fascinating whenever he was like brainstorming these characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I love these powers because they're, they're just so unique in some way. Um, yeah, so there's also uh, Tokoyami, who is the dark shadow guy who has, like, this bird being, this yeah, dark bird. Yeah, You know, ever Could since be. The Crow, I've been a, a big fan of bird-being combinations. You need to, that bird. You can't kill me. You got to kill the bird. Right. Uh, I think I brought up in our MCU episode at Iron Man um, 2 with um, Mickey Rourke had a parrot <laughs> because, you know, they normally have um, 
the bad guys have not saying that he's a bad guy, but the bad guys normally have like a cat or whatever. I like that they switch it up sometimes and yeah. have a bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to do. You know what? Jafar had Iago, so there yeah. you go. Right. So I'm saying, you know, Claw really started the cat game mm-hmm. when he was in there. Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw. No, but before that, it was Gold Member. Oh, yeah. Right? I think so. I don't know. I was definitely not alive then. But. <laughs> I think you're I'm thinking s- of Goldfinger. I think Gold Member is the Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I went, you know what? As I said Gold Member, I was like, that's the original, right? <laughs> that's, is it Gold? Because Goldfinger sounded even more suggestive. Well, well Gold Member is your member. I know it's remember? your member, but, like, but at like... least member could be something else, like a part of a club where finger right. is very suggestive. Is he like, where are you putting it? He's like Littlefinger's cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyways, I've taken us off course, steering us back on. Uh, there is, let's see, where, who else? Uh, oh, there's uh, Kyoka Jiro, who, uh, she has, like, earphone jacks all, kind of hanging off of her earlobes, which is super cool. She just, I think she can unleash, unleash sound waves as well as, like, hear through, just hear vibrations. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, a rival team that they go against, right? Like, a rival school. Right. Uh, are you talking about Class B or are you talking about like the other school? Like like the, uh, the completely different from UA? They're like the he- villains. <gasps> yes. So they're not. Or a... am I giving anything away? I don't think you're giving anything away. Because it happens later in later seasons. It, it happens but... a little bit later, but I mean like at some point you know like who, like you expect for there to be a villain. Yeah. Uh, it's called the League of Villains. They're not a school. Yeah, but, the yeah. League of Villains. Yeah. Okay. But that's all we can say. I guess that's all we can technically say about that. There, there is like the main villain that shows up. I don't know. I don't know if it's a spoiler necessarily saying who he is, but like he's just super creepy and like a great villain. Yeah. Uh, very Kylo Ren. Yeah. So can you talk about some of the obstacles that these characters face? This like our our team of um, school classmates. Yeah. So I think I would say that the general conflict in the school, on top of you know just getting through school and like you know the exams are also are. The exams in the school are usually very difficult. You know, like you have to battle teachers. You have to like run tests with them. You have to pit yourself against each other. But there's also, you know, in the meantime, the very real threat of the League of Villains. Uh, And the League of Villains are basically a bunch of people, you know, anarchists who are unhappy with the way that the hero industry is right now. And it's not revealed until later, who's pulling the strings, but this person has a connection with All Might. And I think what I'm understanding is that people are seeing that All Might is weakening. And so, and because All Might is teaching at UA, they're now like targeting the high school students to get to him. And and they're targeting him, you know, like during their training sessions sometimes. Like, so it's very aggressive and like in response, the school is like accelerating their studies and like, you know, making all of their tests harder to prepare them for attacks and stuff. Yeah. What What is an episode you'd want people to get started in? Because we are like, what, three yeah. seasons in? Yeah, three, three seasons. seasons. So honestly, yeah, we're three seasons in. So honestly, people do could catch up. Whereas yeah. other anime, I'm like, no, you're gone. I'm sorry. Especially, especially <laughs> if we're talking and- back... DBZ, yeah, like some of those. Naruto, like, I'm like, nah, you're, no, you're, no, you're good. Saga. Go, 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 watch One Punch Man. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, you can definitely catch up, especially since I know a lot of y'all seen y'all on the timeline. 
if y'all were able to burn through all of Game of Thrones, so many people was like, I rewatched the whole thing. All right, yeah, you got time to so watch My people. Hero. You yeah. got time to watch My Hero, and you should definitely check it out. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's great. I think you know I kind of nailed at least for me said why I love the series and why I love series like it. It's just I love a series where someone achieves their goals through just hard work and determination and just someone really standing up for what they believe in. I feel like it's such a strong message, especially in times like now. Totally. And, you know, like I said initially, you just feel a lot more happy for the characters when they do win something, when they gain something, because you're like, okay, I've seen, like, how hard you've struggled actually to do something, as opposed, like I said before, the whole thing of, like, oh, wow, you have so much potential. You mastered something in an hour that usually takes people years. (laughs) Yeah. So what is your pitch for everyone to watch this? My pitch for everyone to watch this would be that it is a great action anime while understanding all of the previous action animes that have come before it. That it has a lot of heart to it and that it also doesn't shy away from like the darker parts of what a hero is in a real world where heroes would would just be around all the time. I like that there's a character for everyone. Yes. Like, even if you're not necessarily latched on to Deku, like, I feel like there's other characters. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't go for bad guys in real life, but I do in my anime, yeah. <laughs> very notoriously. <laughs> All the time. Like, Bakugo. Um, yeah, so I feel like, I, I, I like, too, like you were saying, that it's real world what would happen if you got superpowers, because not all of them act in a way that I would say superheroes should. Like, so they're not all pure of heart. Right. Um, and so it shows, so even if you're not pure of heart, you're still awarded superpowers, you know, what do you do with that? And um, I like those implications because I never, I mean, I like the characters that are pure of heart, but I feel like they're so much harder to relate to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well then, Chris, where can people find you? People can find me on all social media as One Wing and Chris. And uh, also, if you liked what I was saying about Boku no Hero, you can also check out my episode on Boku no Hero uh, on my show, Chris Lamb Recommends on Gamma Ray TV, where I recommend anime to newcomers. And uh, I also have a live show weekly where I make my straight friends watch Drag Race with me. Love it. I'll do that for free. I know. <laughs> yeah, I love me some Drag Race. You know, I love seeing Shangela thrive after they've screwed her a million times. Seriously. Ugh. Anyway. Truthfully. Uh, and you know me, it's your boy, If You Wide Away, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E on Twitter and Instagram. You can uh, definitely get some of that Nerdificent merch on tpublic.com slash Nerdificent. We got lots of different merch, constantly updating it. Uh, and, you know, if D's on Twitch come through a lot of the nerd fam has been coming through and blessing me with them twitch prime subs and as always you gotta re-up the sub every month a few of y'all pulled up to the stream like <laughs> oh <laughs> i didn't know thanks for reminding me on the cast so now i know i gotta do it every time but uh thank y'all so much truly appreciate you and uh danny um i'm at ms danny fernandez m-s-d-a-n-i-f-e-r-n-a-n-d-e-z I plug it every week, I guess. Watch my show, WZRD. We have new, live from WZRD, we have new episodes that drop on Verve every Thursday. It's a very good show. 
Yeah, it's so funny. I love it. And yeah. it's really weird and bizarre. And she looks great. It is a very good oh, yeah. show. She shakes her butts in <laughs> Well, look scenes. at my friends love me. Yeah. Um, but up, I really want a yeah, season two. Yeah, doing like a summon butt shake. <laughs> I so, really want I mean... a season two with my friends. And they let us have several of our friends on. So that I just want to keep giving jobs to my friends and playing with my friends. Yeah, but even if you don't like me or Danny. <laughs> uh, well, you'd probably like Danny. If you don't like what I'm saying, I'm just saying there's some good spicy Danny content uh, you know or you can come to my Instagram you will, I'll bring the spice every that's day. spicy too it's spicy too yeah yeah no no that's what I was saying <laughs> oh, oh no I forgot to plug one thing if you are in the Phoenix area this weekend I will be doing the Phoenix Improv Fest with my group White Women definitely go to the yes. White Women Instagram for details on that and come see us uh, make you laugh there you go and like we always say stay, stay nerdy, nerdy. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.